Monster Game Night is a dark comedy actual play podcast that contains personal and political horror. This show is not appropriate for children, and adults can find content warnings in our episode descriptions. Welcome to our Vampire the Masquerade Chronicle, Bluegrass by Night, where our coterie goes on a bewildering road trip to destroy the wards protecting the fictional city of Jamestown. This is Ben playing Tommaso, the staking Hikata. I'm Russell playing Gordon, the stunt driving Lasombra. This is Josh playing Clear Visions, the ingestible and digestible Toreador. And Nick playing Jason, the thirsty boy Bonhua Akeem. Hey, I'm Mike, your scrap heap of a storyteller. So what happened last time on Monster Game Night? We managed to track Carl Tuckus into a scrapyard outside of the city. And thanks to a little inventiveness by Gordon, we were able to crash through the gate. We saw a green light coming from a container, went and investigated, promptly got trapped by said container, and then busted out with that MRAP of his. Jason, attempting to rescue the coterie from the container, found himself staked through the heart and falling off the crane. Once we got out of that container, Clear Visions shot himself straight through the palm and revived Jason. Jason, falling victim to his clan Bane, fails his frenzy roll and begins to feed. He got the big old suck suck. To set the scene, tonight's session opens on the outskirts of Crownvale. A sparse skyline in the distance, with domed buildings lit softly. Surrounded by a heavy canopy of dark trees, we're standing in a blacked-out junkyard. The only light comes from stars glimmering overhead, and we can see stacks of rusting cars nearby and a crane towering overhead. Silhouetted against the starlight are two figures, an elderly man wearing all white with impeccable white hair, holding his wrist forth, while a young man with dark hair and dark clothing wraps his hands around and sinks his fangs into it. Jason, you are rolling against hunger frenzy in your clan Bane. Clear visions. You've awakened Jason from torpor, offering him a drop of your blood with some external designs of your own, and that seems to have backfired on you. What's happening? Hey, kid. Kid, slow down. Oh, shit. Hey, Gordon. This is bad. This is really bad. Look at this. Tear him off. You, th you think I'm going to be able to get him off? I can give it a shot, but it's either that or he's thinking again. Help me. And I'm going to lay on the ground and then with my arm up and yell, Teresa! Teresa! Clear Visions drops to his knees. We can hear the squelch of soft meat. Jason keeps his fangs engaged, wraps tight. And at that moment, Clear Visions remembers the pain. The torture. <laughs> he sent Teresa away. She went to go pick up C4 for him, and she's still not back. My only friend, my dearest companion. All right, fine. I have forgotten Clearfish's voice. <laughs> <laughs> All right, with that, Tommaso is going to rush in and attempt to pry Jason off. Jason. Yup. You are, of course, going to resist this. Oh, yup. You tell me what that looks like. I've just got a death grip on Clear's arm. Fuck yeah. Grip on his arm. Thanks. So That's the only way I can go out. <laughs> I think that this is an opposed role of Jason's strength plus athletics versus Tommaso's strength plus brawl. All right. Three successes. Two successes. It was close. 
Clearvision's skin rips away open even further. I don't even need that. I think I move forward. I lock around his shoulders and I put him in a full Nelson. And at first it's hard to get his arms away. Then after that, I get his arms back. He's still struggling. And that's when I just full on rip him off of Clear's arm. And that's when all the skin comes no! out. No! I must No, feed. you don't. Let me, let, let me give him just, just a little bit that. more. I'm going to pump more Vitae. Are you sick? He's, he's a growing boy. Stay he needs back. it. Gordon, keep him away. Clear, we're going to go over here and talk. Let's go talk about your new show. Hmm, okay. Why don't you have this blood pack? I pick it up and spike it in the ground. Send it over here. What are you doing? I need Teresa, not your Capri Sun. No, you need a Capri Sun too. I'm sorry. Our non-branded energy juice pouch. And I say, Tommy. Oh, I'm hungry. Tommy, catch. And I throw you a blood pack too. Take this. And I stick it, I stick it right in front of your mouth. I just rip it open with my teeth. What is Jason's (laughs) blood potency? Two. So this is a really fun situation to be in. Because a blood bag normally would like one hunger. For Jason, it does not. So that's one. Or, well, how much did I drink before you tore me off? I'm going with one hunger. One hunger woke me up to start it. So maybe two? Did Clear Visions let two hunger? Yes. Okay. <laughs> so Jason yes. got two yes. hunger from yeah. Clear... Or, sorry. Jason. So I, and I'm now at three hunger. Okay. So then with the bag brings me to two hunger. The hunger frenzy ends once Jason reaches one hunger. So let, let me do it a little bit more. I'm I need to feed fighting my boy. to break free of Tommaso. Nope, I, I still got clear Cor- visions Gordon. taste. <laughs> I'm trying to break free it. and go for him. He needs what? He's going to kill you. Tall six foot two Tommaso has Jason in a full-on headlock. Jason's hair is wild, hanging in thick, ropey strands around his face right now, whipped back and forth, coated in blood, mussing them together, sticking them together like gel. He's waving his head wildly, chomping in circles, trying to bite at Tommaso or Clear Visions, whoever is closest. You got any other fresh ideas over there? This is getting harder. No, I got nothing. I roll to try to break free. This is strength plus brawl versus strength plus brawl. One success. Two successes. Jesus, this should not be this close. <laughs> <laughs> you must be tired. I think I just managed to keep him gripped while he's still strangling and trying to fly. And I'm like, hey, eventually he's going to skip out of this jacket. And if, once once that happens, I don't know if I'm going to be able to get hold of him again. You guys have to come up with something creative like right now. Clear Vision is going to activate his enhanced senses and see if he can hear any movement of animals or people or anything like that in the distance that we could possibly get him to drain dry. Yeah. Uh, (laughs) Give me wits plus awareness. Okay. This is going to go so badly. Okay, I I got four successes. Clear Visions looks around. He can see that reflecting the starlight from above, there's a set of beady yellow eyes hanging onto a tree branch. He looks closely and he can see small, tiny hands gripping it. He sees a thin tail wrapped around it. 
a raccoon is watching from a distance. Whew, how good it's a raccoon. I thought it was a possum, and I'm going to shoot it. Oh, shit. <laughs> <laughs> Give me composure firearms. Uh, that's three successes. This raccoon is immobile. It's not trying to hide or anything like that right now. So it's so it's very easy for you to make this shot. Clear Visions raises his hands, fires, and has no trouble at all hearing the raccoon fall to the ground inside of the fence off of a branch that's grown over into the scrapyard. Limp over to it, pick it up. Uh, uh, dra drain this. Uh, give him this. Right, I basically just allow Jason to struggle forward a little bit so he can get close to it. And then hopefully he just goes for it. I'll walk up and just basically stick it in his mouth. And I latch on and suck it dry. <laughs> I will walk up and put the raccoon in his mouth. <laughs> such as to eliminate that yeah. phrasing. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> The trouble that I'm having, I immediately drink it dry. It's not enough. I I, I know that. Okay. Because you need like a cow. Like you yeah. need like a human body sized amount. And you need twice that amount. Because it's an animal. But it's all I got. I'm sorry. I dropped the dry husk of a raccoon. Still hungry. <laughs> Maybe just one more drink. Jason, you feel yourself compelled to resist, to fight back, to get out. You need to be at someone's throat right now. Jason, now though, he's the beast is in control. Mm -hmm. The trouble with the beast is it's not stupid. The beast knows that Jason, even though he's not muscular, he's not strong. He's quick. He's lithe. The beast wouldn't be fighting like Tommaso does. The beast would be fighting like Jason does. It's going to try to escape gracefully. Would you say that Jason, and I'm so sorry for doing this, buddy. Do what you gotta do, man. Would you say that Jason is laser focused on Tommaso? No, he's not laser focused on anything right now. He's laser focused on getting away. The nearest okay, blood so, so he is not really like paying attention to anything other than getting away. You've activated his trap card. <laughs> We're going to treat this like a round of combat. Okay, that's fine. So, Jason, give me a roll of dexterity plus athletics. Tommaso, strength brawl. Gordon, we'll find out what you're going to do in clear visions, whatever you're going to do. Hold on a second. I'm swapping those dice out. <laughs> that is four successes. Oh, yeah, that's more like it. Hell, yeah. Five successes. Jason stops struggling for just long enough to get Tommaso's guard to come down. And the second he feels the tension relax a little bit, he starts to try to slip away. He brings his arms together and drops down. Tommaso's too quick for that. Even with just the smallest grip around him, his hand curls back through into Jason's hair, brings him back. I think I leg trap him too when he tries to drop down. Just, uh-uh, nope, uh-uh. You would say that he cannot... Avoid what I'm about to do, correct? It depends on what you're going to try to do. I'm going to touch of oblivion him. Oh, what? And incapacitate him. He's a good boy. There'd be a rouse check involved? Yes, but specifically it says it's a, it's a strength plus brawl roll if the victim is trying to avoid the vampire. He is currently trapped by Tommaso. I, yeah, 
that I agree with. Yeah. But would he not try to recoil right now? He just tried to, and I got him again. But you can gyrate. He just said that he locked his legs. Okay. I do not get hungrier. Shocker. (laughs) How do you do that? It's that special die that only goes (laughs) from six to ten. That's right. (laughs) And I'm going to incapacitate Jason. You describe this to me. Give 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 him fucking polio. Hell yeah. (laughs) I'm going to shut the neurons down to his body. I'm just going to, like, just paralyze him. (laughs) Like, I'm physically, like, overwhelming his nervous system and paralyzing him. You can fix this, right? A little, little traumatic brain injury didn't kill anyone. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, here's the real problem. Is it deals two aggravated damage. Oh, my God. <laughs> Does it really? Jesus. At least I did not, like, empower it. When Gordon makes physical contact with Jason, the annihilating power runs through Jason like an electric current. The effect is to physically wither the target area. Effective on any part of the body, the touch shrinks and shortens muscles, snaps tendons, and makes bones brittle. Jesus. Effectively aging the affected part catastrophically. Its main use is in withering a limb, choking a throat, or blinding a pair of eyes. Gordon, where are you touch of oblivioning, Jason? <laughs> I, you know what? I'm just going to touch his legs and shatter... His femur? <laughs> his his legs. And say, Jason, I'm so sorry for this, but I need you to calm down. How hungry are you right now? I'm at two hunger. <laughs> Always. Always. I somehow made it through that entire fight without, like, with, any rouse checks. With these rouse checks? With these rouse checks yeah. in this economy? Exactly. He's at two. I'm at two. <laughs> So Gordon panics. The steel nerves that Gordon has developed over a lifetime of clandestine operations abandon him. All his thoughts about use of force continuum and stopping the threat with the least amount of damage possible escape. He looks at Jason. He sees a beast that needs to be put down, an animal that's lost control. He stretches out. Gordon gently taps Jason on the leg, almost reassuring And the entirety of Jason's upper leg begins to age and rot. Upon feeling this contact on my leg, my head snaps into Gordon's direction. I look straight at him and activate Extinguish Vitae. (laughs) What the fuck? It keeps getting worse. First of all, that discipline is called the Hoover Special. Yeah. (laughs) I mean, so you're going to attempt to extinguish my Vitae? He can make Mm -hmm. you hungrier. He can. Let's go, bitch. Can we just name this one? Because you're now looking directly at me. The gang does Mm -hmm. PvP. (laughs) You are focused on me, right? Mm -hmm. This is like VVV. Vampire (laughs) V Vampire. So this is my intelligence and blood sorcery versus your stamina composure. You're good at those, right? What is a critical win? Yeah, no, I, I, I critically fail. You critically failed? I got four ones uh, on two hunger dice. Oh, <laughs> not crit. <laughs> yeah, no. Like, okay, I would call that a critical win. You lose two hunger. Okay, that's fine. As Gordon touches Jason on the leg and withers his thigh away, Jason's eyes snap towards Gordon. They stare deep into it. We see a sheen of red flash across. 
And Gordon feels the beast within him rising. He feels the hunger being pulled out of him. His hunger increases by two. Clear Visions? Clear Visions walks towards Jason and says, I'm sorry. I'm not losing another one. And I'm, and I'm going to do another rouse check to pump more Vitae, and I'm just going to pour it into Jason's mouth. Take it, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> I quickly lap it down, uh, slaking one more hunger. Bring me to one. Bring me which to four. Then allows me to kind of come back into consciousness and uh, subdue the beast. So combined with now that little bit of a blood bond with clear. <laughs> My boy. <laughs> gives me the compulsion to stop drinking and regain control. I, I told you, he just, he just needed, he needed a grandfather's love. All right, are you going to stop now? <sighs> yes, yes, that's not better. That's oh, I'm sorry. I pull a stake out of you and then I let him go and I shove him forward a little bit. I just fall face first in the dirt. Ah, oh, I'm so tired. Right, Gordon, let's find out where the ward is from this fucker and let's get out of here. Come on. I'm going to kneel down to Jason. And I'm going to pick him up. And I'm going to dust him off. And I'm going to take my handkerchief out of the inside of my coat jacket. I'm going to brush the dirt off of his face and wipe the blood from the corners of his mouth. I'm going to say, it's okay, it's okay, buddy. We've all been there. Oh, yes, thank you. Also, don't forget this. You owe me one. Yes, of course. So first of all, he can't walk. He can't yes. stand up at the moment. We all, we know how polio works. <laughs> I know. <laughs> Which leg do we want to say Gordon touched? Is Gordon right-handed? When in doubt, break his pelvis, yo. Ooh. Yeah, he is. He's right-handed. So it would probably be on Jason's left leg if I just think about how you were facing. That makes sense. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, so Jason's left leg makes rolls at minus three anytime he needs to move off you of it. for that ungodly man touching your thigh, Jason. Harlot. <laughs> So I'm going to go over to Carl Tuckerson. Yeah, he is staked currently, right? He's currently staked. Where's Jason's sword? So uh, Yeah, I probably just dropped it when I hit the ground, so it's just right there. Does anything bad happen if I pick up your sword? No. It's only bad if you use it against me. Oh, okay. All right, cool. I'm going to pick up his sword. Gordon is super hungry right now and super pissed. Okay. Yes. Okay. Gordon walks up with the sword. And he starts to take the sword and start chopping. Hey, 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 yo, yo, Spy-Man, whoa, whoa. Yeah, fuck him up. I want this fucker I want him to, to talk. talk, too. But if you do that right now, you might lose it, too. I'm not going through this again. Calm down. Back off right now. I look right at Tommaso. He deserves it. Doesn't matter what he deserves. If we lose him, we don't know where the ward is. And this whole thing's been pointless. I don't care. I'll look for night and night and after night and night and night after this. We don't need him. Yes, he needs we to do. die. I'll let you kill him after we find him. He'll die. He'll die. He'll die. But we, we need to find out where the ward is first. Sit over there. Calm yourself down. Just look around. Stand back. Okay, but let me lick the spoon. <laughs> Later. <laughs> All right, so Tommaso finally after all this time, takes the shotgun off his back, readies it with one hand, points it right in his face. All right, Tuckerson, now it's time for a little bit of a civil chat. 
if you catch my drift. My friend here is going to ask you a few questions. If you're smart, you're going to answer them honestly. This guy's an asshole. Can I eat him? Can you all shut up? Tuckerson, where the fuck is the ward? You get one chance. Where is it? A single finger on Tuckerson's hand moves off in one direction. You want to go look I'll and go see? I'll go look and see. Keep those two away from the body. I'm keeping the, the sword at his throat as he goes. You're worried about me? He's going to murder him. All right, so I walk in that direction. What do I see? Maso walks in that direction. Give me a roll of intelligence oh, plus shit. investigation. <laughs> Not good. That is three successes. Good job. Tommaso doesn't see any any corpse or anything like that. There's no green light or anything going on at all. He does see that there's a stack of scrap that's been moved recently. He can he does see that there's some scraping marks on the ground that probably wouldn't have lasted very long in any kind of weather or wind or anything, but no sign of the ward otherwise. I'm going to go over. I'm going to flip the scrap over. Tommaso can see a 10-foot tall heap of scrap that's been dropped like a pile of sand. This is a pile of scrap metal and junk. What I, what I think that, like, he did it with the crane. Yes. Too bad we can't use it anymore. Tommaso is digging away at this pile of scrap. He plunges his hands into it, rusted metal shifts out of the way the parts that are up top begin to shift and fall onto him it's enough that it scratches at his skin a little bit catches him bruises him softly it's like searching inside of a pile of sand as he moves one piece another shifts into the way eventually though he can feel that the twisted cold and sharp metal against his palms then suddenly he feels something different he feels something soft, fleshy. All right, here we go. So then I'm going to start clearing things away. It's going to take a while to do this by hand. Hey, kid, come here and do me a favor. What? Crawl over here real quick. The fuck? <laughs> what? <are> you, <laughs> what? Look, I, I think the ward's in here, but I'm having trouble getting to it. Can you, can you crawl in there if I lift this up? I can't crawl in there. Dude, look at me. I can't even stand up. Just yank the damn body out. Easier said than done. Just chomp on the body and on its leg. You don't need me to do that. All right. Anybody willing to step up here? I'm Garden Tuckerson. I don't really want to get dirty or whatever. <laughs> That's not really my style. So, fine. I'll, I'll jump down there. It's... Uh... You're already dirty, don't worry about it. I know. I'm covered in blood and viscera and, and like, rust and metal. It's fine. I'm already taking a minus two to everything that I do. <laughs> so, I'll just jump in there and wallow around in the filth because I'm a dirty boy. First smart thing you've said all night. Clear visions will jump in and help. So, Clear Visions and Tommaso, you are working together to clear this scrap heap yep. away? No, I'm not working with Tommaso. I'm allowing him to guide me, and I'm working by myself. Fuck you. I refuse. Hey, guys, did you find it? I think so. I'm working on it. 
Give me a minute. Oh, no. Here we go. Clear Visions allows Tommaso to guide his hands into the scrap heap. Tommaso leans back and he starts to clear the twisted, rusted metal away so that Clear Visions can get further and further in. It's like Clear Visions is kneeling and swimming into the pile of rubble and ruins and wreckage. This is so debasing. I hate every minute of it, but let's go. He can feel the weight of the metal pressing down onto his shoulders and chest, pushing him down, getting into his hair, pulling on it, into his beard, into his mustache, pulling on it. And eventually, he's rewarded. Sickly green light emanating from the ward. He's seen this two other times before. Once was a lie. Once was beneath Oxford. He recognizes this, and there's a little bit of metal still in between him, and he can see now the ward has been completely buried beneath a pile of scrap. He sees a hand. He can see various body parts. He can see some clothing. He can see chains. He can see a little bit of a face. All right. Is it in there? I'm going to inchworm my body towards the the face. I'm just going to dig in the dig in the dirt closer and closer and closer and closer and then i'm going to rip that juicy jugular out i heard we gotta kill these guys this is all according to plan so we're actually going to have two uh attempts at diablerie because while this is going on i'm going to rip <laughs> Tuckerson's thrown out as well. My dude. <laughs> My God. Come on. I wanted to do that. <laughs> this episode. So, Gordon, Clear Visions, both of you lower yourselves towards your future victim. The fangs in your mouths extend. You can feel the beast rising within you. A part of you is repulsed by the fact that you're taking blood from another kindred of your own kind. But another part of you knows that this is right. This is the way of kindred. This is the only way to become as powerful as you deserve. I need each of you to give me a roll of strength plus resolve. I got three. I got one. <laughs> Clear visions. Sinks his fangs into the ward's cheek. <laughs> the skin he finds is parchment thin and dry old and wrinkled he can feel bits of it curling up against his fangs perfect I love beef jerky <laughs> as he begins to pull Vitae into his mouth Gordon crouches down over Carl Tuckerson drops down extends his fangs he's never done this before Gordon is not a Diablerist by nature. He panics. I would, no, I would say Gordon is so pissed off that he just rips his throat out. Doesn't even like, like he attempts to like Diablerize and it really just becomes him just ripping the throat out. He goes too far. Oh, like, I'm sorry. You went really, you went too I, fast on your first time. I went too deep. Sucks when I have. I hit the back of the throat. I went too deep. What? <laughs> <laughs> Gordon places his fangs in. He feels he tries to be patient. Let it happen. The excitement was just too much. He will go straight to the back of the throat. 
And instead, Carl Tuckerson's last moments of his undead life are watching as his neck is ripped open and we see the veins dangling down and flipping away as Gordon goes to zero hunger, takes a life, and Carl Tuckerson's body begins to melt and slough away and decay. Oh, I wanted that. (laughs) Carl Tuckerson's body decays almost completely very, very quickly. I believe it's sloth. Sloths off. <laughs> His skin sloths off. It turns into a sloth. No, it slowly sloth. crawls away. It sloths off. Oh, yeah. Sloths yeah, away. Too bad. Clear Visions continues sucking the blood away from this parchment thin skin. The veins are brittle and aged, but they're starting to loosen up. It's getting easier. Give me another roll. How many licks to the center of the corpse seat pop? <laughs> One. A two, a three. <laughs> yes, three. yes. <laughs> Clear visions can tell he's getting close. Ooh, yeah. Oh yeah, I'm about to finish. It's there. <laughs> so don't stop. Whatever you do. One more time. One more time. One, two, three, three. What the hell? Clear visions feels suddenly the vitae was getting easier to pull, but all of a sudden, that's it. He's reached the bottom. He's pulled. You reached the bottom of the shaft. <laughs> <laughs> you took it all in your mouth. Clear Visions bottoms out. Hey. <laughs> so, okay. So Clear Visions immediately loses one point of humanity. So Welcome right. to the five now. My Welcome humanity. to the five club. Clear Visions must roll a contest of humanity plus his own blood potency. Gang, gang. Versus the victim's resolve plus blood potency. Clear visions buried in the scrap heap, bits of rusted metal poking into him, scratching at his skin. Clear visions is like a rabid dog, his fangs buried in the face and neck of this elder kindred who has been torpored. Clear visions has sucked him dry, and now he's trying to pull the very last power from his veins. So now I need clear visions to roll humanity plus blood potency versus my resolve plus blood potency. <laughs> That is three successes. I got four. Oh, shit. Every success rolled, even if the contest fails, gives the Diablers five XP to immediately spend on increasing blood potency to a maximum up to the victim's blood potency or on disciplines known by the victim. The victim is a Malkavian. He has powers in Auspex, Obfuscate, and Dominate. Which I think those actually overlap a lot with yours. Yeah. Do mm-hmm. you had three successes for fifteen points? Is four, I had four. Twenty successes. Twenty. Was he a lower generation? Yes, the victim was of a lower generation. So your generation goes down by one, and your blood potency. If I spend it, I gotta buy it. Yeah, but no, but no, that's if what I was the saying. victim was of lower generation, the Diablers lowers their generation by, by one. one. And which, which means your max, your max blood potency increases. Gang, gang. And just to give you the other great thing, now, if someone of a higher generation tries to use a dominate power of you, I can tell them to fuck off. You get that fucking legendary resistance to just be like, no, that doesn't happen. You spend a point of willpower and you resist Gordon's dominate powers. I'm a boss monster. Yeah, Yeah. all we needed. But more interestingly, black veins become visible in Clear Vision's aura. 
they persist for a year, or if Diablerist's generation was higher than their praise, they persist for a number of years equal to the original difference in generation. So uh, that is going to be three oh. years. Yeah. Oh, that's fine. Uh, I don't have enough XP to be at Blood Potency 3, so that's fine. Hey, hey, clear. Oh, shit. I, I should have known he was going to try to do that. Hey, Gordon, Spy-Man. Uh, huh? Oh, did you? You too? I was hungry. <laughs> uh, I guess it's a good thing you crippled the kid, because otherwise you would have tried to do that too. Am I the only one that kept my wits this time? Look, the, the kid the kid took my lunch, okay? He stole You're crying lunch. over lunch money. You yeah. suddenly see that I'm laying right there next to you all of a sudden. <laughs> Hi, kid. Sorry about your legs. All right, yeah, can... thanks. Hodor will pick you up. Hey, uh, hey, kid. Call Rosetta. Tell her where she is so she can come pick us up. We need to get out of here. Yeah. Yeah, all right. Boop, 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 boop. <laughs> <laughs> Rosetta's voice comes out of the other line. Yes? <laughs> We need an emergency pickup. I'm on the way. Where are you? The the snag and swap. Yeah, yeah, that place. I'll be on my way. Uh, are there any police or anything that I should be aware of? Any roadblocks? Not yet, but make it quick. Okay. I'm setting out now. It will probably take me 10 minutes. A few moments later, we see Teresa flying overhead. We see that she's got a... Carbon copy, yellow sheet of paper rolled up in her talons. She lands on Clear Vision's ankle with one foot holding up this roll of paper. Hey, hold, okay, hold still there. Just get, okay, let me take, can I take that? Can I take that from you? Yeah, so I, I just reach over really quickly and I snatch it. Snatches it. Thank you. Look at it. Open it up. What's it say? Form for procurement of high explosives. And then there's a whole lot of bureaucratic paperwork, date of request, date, order should be fulfilled, purpose of order. Hey, Gordon, guess what? You didn't make it through the red tape. Congratulations. What the fuck? And I and I crumple it up and I throw it at Gordon. Gordon picks it up, uncrumples it, opens it up. Fucker. Pulls a lighter out of his pocket, lights it on fire, and tosses it on the body of, of uh, Tuckerson. I mean, it's, I mean, he's ashes now, so yeah. it works out. Yeah, I know. Pile of ashes. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I assume by this point, Clear Visions is done inside of the scrap heap. Well, well, well. Look who had a good old time in there. Clear Visions' face comes out. It's covered in dust and like rust flakes are stuck into his beard and his hair. And his face is covered in blood all over. His white curled mustache has been dyed bright red with some blood wings. The ward is done. Yeah, yeah, I figured. I didn't think you'd stay down there that long for any other reason. When I ripped his throat out. You seem so pleased about it. Yeah, it's fine. All right, well, we got the bus on the way for a pickup. We're going to get the hell out of here. How's that new power feel? What are you talking about? Slaked my hunger, and that's it. I do feel bad. I murdered that poor staked kindred, but it's fine. How's Jason? Take a look and see for yourself. 
<laughs> just laying on the ground. Yep, I'm here. <laughs> Gordon, fix that leg, please. Uh, he's gonna have to fix it himself. Pull yourself up by your leg straps and fix that, please. Uh, don't worry, I got him. Yeah, I go over and I'm like, okay, kid, come on, on the back. I'll get you on the bus. <laughs> All right, thanks. Yeah, so, sorry about that whole tussle. I was just trying to make sure you'd actually not drain him dry. Yeah, no, I get it. Thanks for stopping me. I tried my best. Sorry. <laughs> yeah, y- you too. <laughs> Clear Vision stands up, shakes the dirty dirt and rust and whatever off of him and says, Teresa, it's so good to see you. It's just like a slow-mo. I raised from the dead, Michael Jackson style. My ankles at what? I don't even know what angle. It just snaps straight up and I'll give her a big hug. She kind of, she wraps her neck around his and presses her wings around too and gives him a big, big snuggle up and you hear affectionate cooing from her. She's very happy to be returned to Clear Visions. Teresa, I needed you, and you weren't here. She holds up a claw. You can see there's still a torn scrap of paper there. Did she at least do well? Uh, yet. No, she failed. I don't think that was her fault. It was her fault. She failed. Whatever. I start carrying Jason toward the gate, and I leave you two to fight that out. It's okay, you can't read. We'll figure that out later. She follows the rest of the coterie back to the Clear Visions tour bus. Rosetta pulls up a few moments later. No sirens in the distance, for once, as you board the bus to leave Crown Vale. They're probably still dealing with that burning house. <laughs> yeah, I think that's probably got the whole police force distracted right now. It is about four o'clock in the morning. You have a few hours until dawn as you board the bus. Rosetta, step on it. Go to the next one. Where are we going, sir? Okay, kid, there's like two left. Which one's closer? Going to Kingsport. All right, you heard him. Kingsport it is. Rosetta, chop, chop. Yes, sir. Kingsport, my favorite. Mine, too. I love it there. There's a shutter... As the bus begins to move away, the hydraulic door swings shut. The coterie is aboard this softly lit, rich, warm leather interior of the Clear Visions tour bus, filled with nice, luxurious leather, easy to touch, easy to lay on, easy to sprawl out and be comfortable within, lots of white and cream colors. All right, I'm going to take Jason over to his bunk. Yeah, just drop me in a bunk. I'm yeah. going to sleep now. Make sure he gets in there. All right. You need a blood bag? No, I'm good now. All right. Well, if you change your mind, I'm going to go get one. So with that, Tomasa's going to head over to the blood bag supply, grab one out, suck one down, and then try to heal. Uh, okay, so make a rouse check. And what a shock. I get hungrier. Never fails. Oh, too hunger now. Too hunger. Also, go ahead and roll 2d10 for me and uh, tell okay. me the numbers on them. Got a four. Oh, fuck. And a one. Stock of blood bags is getting very low. You may not have more than, is that only two more nights, okay. maybe? Well, nighty night. <laughs> and I'm going to walk straight to the back of the bus, clap my hands, and summon Teresa and go to bed. 
snuggles in the bed next to Clear Visions and the big goose hug that she does with her wings wrapped around him. All right, so where's Gordon at right now? Gordon's just sitting behind the driver's seat, just okay. watching. You're close to Rosetta, right? Okay, so... Yeah. Creepy. I'm going to walk over to the two of you. So I head up to the front of the bus, which is usually one of Tommy's typical spots, but Gordon's there right now. Okay, good. I got a really bad feeling about what happened when Clear wanted to check out that that steak. I'm is definitely a steak kindred down there, but he says he just fed on it. We all know what happens when a kindred feeds on other kindred. Yeah, so I'm just saying we need to be prepared because I have a feeling there's going to be something new on display coming very soon. You know, I I trust that Clear um, will do what's right for Clear, and that's all I trust. That's I'm I'm glad we're in agreement on that. Rosetta, watch what he tells you to do. I'm more concerned with getting into Kingsport. That's going to be an issue because... You know we have to announce ourselves. Yes, I know we have to announce ourselves. There's going to be somebody waiting for us that's been keeping track of what we're doing, and it's not going to be pretty. No, it's not. All right, so the idea would be is that we want to go directly to the Kingsport Center for the Performing Arts because that's where Rochelle is. I'm going to guess, and tell me if this wouldn't be factually accurate, I'm going to guess we're not going to get that far because there's people watching us, expecting us to show up at some point to give a report on how we're doing. What do you think? Rosetta looks at Tommaso and says... There's not enough night left. Should I park nearby? Should I wait? I would say park outside the city just to be safe. We'll get we'll give enough time in case they want to come out and see us to allow them to do that. So we wish for them to perhaps to welcome us. I'll be prepared and I'll keep a watch. Yes, just be prepared that it may not be the most friendly welcome. The coterie all of your business is done for the evening? Yes. Our kindred begin their day sleep. The sun rises. Day passes. A fire is put out at Carl Tuckerson's residence. A junkyard is left exactly as it was because the body of the ward that Clear Visions destroyed is buried beneath a scrap heap to be discovered who knows when. Wouldn't that have just hashed away yeah. as well? The yes. only the only thing that's suspicious is there's a there's an M rat sitting out there that knocked over a crane, but yeah, but luckily that M rat is owned by Carl Tuckerson, and a very decayed body is found nearby, and a weird sex doll in the back of it. <laughs> Lots of news articles make a whole lot about that, especially given the file that Carl Tuckerson uploaded and the sorts of unhinged rants he's known for going on. R.I.P. to the but... torch. <laughs> that's a story for another time instead I need each of our coterie members to make a rouse check as the sun sets the beast allows you to awaken your limbs become less heavy clear visions does not get hungrier everyone wakes up before you do some of the others spring awaken a little faster you notice that you sleep further into the night than everyone else does. Jason, are you going to heal any of your damage? Yes. 
From my initial browse check, I did get hungrier. As did I, of course. I did not. I rolled a 10. So now I will, now I will attempt to heal. That's a no. That's a yes. <laughs> yes, Jesus. Fucking to mend aggravated damage, a vampire waits until the next nightfall and makes three rouse checks in addition to the regular rouse check. The process removes one point of aggravated damage as well as one crippling injury. A vampire can only mend one point of aggravated damage per night. My leg! Right. Your leg's back. At least that. You can walk. Congratulations. All the superficial goes away though, right? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Superficially, you can... So Jason awakens at four hunger with a point of aggravated damage. His leg's looking pretty good, though. A little better than it did last night, anyway, and he can walk on it at least. <laughs> Do some stretches, get it back. Tommaso did get hungrier. Did. Gordon? Gordon did not get hungrier. Of course. Gang, gang. You've all gathered or begun talking or whatever you're doing as you're passing some time. Clear Visions hasn't joined you yet. Huh. Well, would you look at that? The old man needs some more sleep. Hey, old man, wake up. Clear visions. You've made your rouse check. I need you to give me a roll of composure plus resolve. Spend the willpower. Oh, spicy. And I crit six. As clear visions straightens up from his very soft feather bed, sees Teresa perched next to him. He looks into the not brilliantly white, but softly white room, and he sees at the edges of his vision begins to bleed red. He can see it twisting and pulling him, and for a moment he's transfixed. He's never really noticed how beautiful it is when he watches blood flow and trickle before. But Clear Visions is a medium. He's used to resisting forces like that. He clears his head, and it stops entirely. Hmm. Gotta put my game face on. I will, I'll put my suit on. It is clean. It is a new suit. Exact same. I have 17 of this exact style and brand. And I will open the door. Take one step in, in my pristine white suit, hair blowing in the non-existent wind of the tour bus and say, let's go to Kingsport. Who's all ready? Yeah. Uh, we're sitting outside Kingsport right now. I didn't want to just drive right up and knock on the door because I felt like that wasn't going to go so well. Rosetta, why didn't you get us closer? Because I told her not to. I think they want to hear from us, so they're going to let us in. We'll see about that. I'm waiting right here until a rep comes out to meet us. Just drive through. They better let us in. Rosetta speaks up and she says, uh, Sir, we were visited during the day. A An associate of the Camarilla a very nice uniformed officer stopped us and said that we were to proceed directly to the Elysium tonight. All right, then. Let's get moving. Why are we not there already? How long did you have to drive us there? I thought it best to wait in case this was a Flores. situation Can we wished to prepare for. Think I want to hear it. your excuses? Rosetta snaps her head forward. And it's okay, Rosetta. See... Ignore him. You feel the bus turn on and shudder forward. A few moments pass. We enter into Kingsport. Kingsport is the largest city in the Bluegrass region. We see a sprawling skyline large by the standards for this region. We can see many, many buildings. Some of them 
breaching hundreds of feet tall and many more sprawled out in a low hunch along it. There is a river along one side. We can see that it's covered with bridges crossing it. The bus enters into downtown. We see tight streets laid out in a careful grid, pedestrians out for the night, partying and celebrating. And eventually the tour bus stops in front of a very long, low concrete and glass building. Over top of it, in brilliant, intense primary shades, it says, Kingsport Center for the Performing Arts. We see men and women wearing everything from nice evening wear to leather jackets and motorcycle boots to shibari harnesses entering and exiting. We see two figures beside the door, both of them wearing nice gray suits with long braided hair down their backs, very reminiscent of Jason's appearance. So Tommaso has actually changed into a nice suit for once. And he turns to the rest of the coder and he says, wait here, I'll be right back. Hold on, I'll come with you. Are you sure? I don't mind doing this by myself. I think we should all go. Let me at least announce this first. Then I can bring the rest of you out. I have a little bit of status here. I know, I know, I know. I just, I, I, I want you to chill if you need to. That's all I'm saying. Just, just get us in and meet Rochelle. Be patient. Hurry up. Plus, they're going to want to feed me before I go into a frenzy. <laughs> all right, come on. So Tommaso and Jason step off the bus. Tommaso right, walks right up to the guys. Question is, do I have enough status for the doormen to know who I am? Give me a roll of charisma plus status. Hell yeah. One. You approach together. Jason searches the eyes of these two men who look like twins with really similar to Jason. It's honestly astonishing how similar they look to Jason with blue eyes and braided black hair. Nicer suits, but still, they look really similar. All right. So once we step up, no reaction to Jason, I assume. Jason searches for any hint of recognition. He doesn't see any. Evening, gents. The, as much as I hate to say this, the Clear Visions Tour requests an audience with the prince. Without a word, the two doormen look directly into both of your eyes. One of them steps to the center, crosses their arms, and the other turns around and walks away. Yeah, that's what I expected. Mm-hmm. That's fine. We'll wait. We'll wait here. And so I I put my hand up and I wave to the back of the bus. I give like a shooing motion, like, don't come out. A long time passes as you're standing here, left standing on the doorstep of the Elysium. Other figures more important than you enter and the doorman steps aside for them, allowing them to pass. But you too, he's keeping an angry glare at you holding you at bay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a real cute look, okay? I get it. You can look at something else for a second. I'm not going to try anything. Gordon, what's taking them so long? Who knows? Your guess is as good as mine. Clear Visions has his whole face pressed against the side of the window. <laughs> what is it? Don't they know who I am? My herald should just welcome us right in. I don't think they care. The time continues passing, and eventually... The door opens and you see first the twin of the current door guard steps through, holds the door open, and you see a man with curly red hair, worn down, 
very well-tailored cornflower blue suit, worn open at the collar, rich tan, tall, exuding wealth, steps forward and he says, Good evening. It's been a few minutes since I've spoken with both of you, and I cannot remember your names. They escape me at this time. Tommaso Galenti. And you, I've seen you around at some time, but it's been so long. Yes. Jason Driston, childer of Alan Farad. Alan Farad, have you heard from him? He hasn't made himself known to us for some time. He's overseas. Indeed, so he is. Oh, and by the way, a child of Capodencia in Mono Rossi, New York City. Isn't that delightful? Tell me, where is the rest of your group? I am told that you're traveling with the Clear Visions gang. I assume he sent you along as his eminence must be far too important to wait in line on Prince Rochelle's doorstep. Clear Visions, using his enhanced hearing, hears this. And from the distance, you hear, Yeah! Tell him we're the bus! Hurry it up! I just take one sidestep and just motion towards the bus. Yeah, take a look at the ugly mug on the bus back there. How charming for him to wait in comfort while you two stand on our door, pressed against it like some kind of solicitor. Listen, I'm going to be completely honest with you. It was a lot more tactful for us to do it this way. Tact is something that I've heard is short in supply amongst your coterie these days. Mm -hmm. Perhaps it's unwise of us to linger here. Fair enough. On the doorway. No argument here. Will Mr. Visions deign to be joining us, or would you prefer we step inside and I can conduct my business with his representatives? Let's go on the bus. Oh... I am my knees and steps. They don't get along well. All right. You want us to go in? We'll go in. Okay, Gordon, they're getting invited inside. You want to go? Yeah, let's go. I'm going to kick open the door and say, now presenting Clear Visions, TV's most famous media. Purveyor of spirit. I need Clear Visions to roll. I'm also activating all. Yep. Yep. Of course I am. Charisma plus performance. Six. It's awkward. Clear Visions is one of those people, though, who can take a really awkward sounding moment and make it look really, really good. Like someone who's in a musical can do something like that, can cook it up, can kick the door open and say, it's Clear Visions. And then I'm going to tumble out of the door a la Willy Wonka and then do a flip my arms in the air clear visions recognizes Corey, the ventru primogen and the keeper of elysium giving him a look that is respect and bewilderment as gordon makes his way down the steps behind clear visions i assume in my shadow as always <laughs> i'll be his shadow Corey turns his back you see his Blue suited shoulders make his way inside of the Bluegrass Center for the Performing Arts. You enter and you see now an expansive, large building. You can see a dance floor at one corner and you see a ballet being performed and 
beings gathered around and watching. You see soft, colorful lights. You see servers walking about with trays of thick red fluid being carried. Corey walks over to what looks like a private booth. You see him swing a door open, a doorman standing next to it. He makes a small gesture and holds the door for you and beckons inside. I'll go in first. I'll step through. Warren will bring up the rear. Before we get, get to all this, I'm sure you have someone that can uh, help a hungry person resist a frenzy in a place like this. Oh, how terribly inconvenient for you. I would... Tell me, is that the best that Alan has taught his children, is to come expecting a free meal? Now, Jason, do you want to hit the cafeteria while the big boys have a conversation? Oh, you fucking... (laughs) I'm waiting for a response. I mean, this guy knows who I am. Gentlemen, perhaps I shall leave you a few moments of privacy to conclude your affairs before we speak business. It seems you have very much to discuss and resolve amongst yourselves. Perhaps another time. We're ready to report. It would just be helpful if we were fed. It is my job to keep this Elysium safe, and if you're telling me that it's likely to be a messy affair that reflects very poorly upon me, even for receiving you, I'm afraid that I would... Perhaps not feed your body, but I would nurture your spirit and encourage you the next time you present yourself at Elysium to do so with a more full stomach. Okay, Corey, let's be real here. How much one of these servers do you not like? Just bring them in this room and then we'll get rid of them for you. These servants are all handpicked for their discretion. And I can assure you, Mr. Visions, that while you have a long litany of offenses to answer for, murdering the waitstaff will certainly, certainly add to them and possibly be high upon the list. I heard it's called guest right. We ask for food and then you give it to us and then we're safe. Tommaso just throws his hands up and walks over into a corner. He's done. Guest right is the reason I agreed to see you and why you're standing here and I have kept Virgil from claiming your vitae at this very moment. Now I encourage you to take a seat. And I'm sitting. Yeah, let's let's just sit down, all right? Okay, let's take it back. Let's just like sit for a minute and then we'll get you fed. Okay, boy? Okay? Uh-huh. Okay, why are you still standing there pacing by the door? I don't like that. Can all four of you Get your asses in seats right now. You find yourself seated at a square oaken table on four sides of it, seated on nice velvet chairs. The walls have black and white photographs of ballerinas ringing at the ceiling, goes up incredibly high. And Corey steps forward and he says, Gentlemen, your mission was intended to be something of a discretion. We selected you for an operation that we did not wish connected to the Camarilla. Three of us side-eye clear visions. Yes. <laughs> this discretion is my middle name. As much as I enjoy watching the rocks in Virgil's head be rattled about, he deserves every ounce of consternation that is delivered to him 
As I was the one who envisioned your mission and recruited and formed it, it reflects poorly upon me. So, I have negotiated upon your behalf. Virgil, I mentioned, wishes to claim your vitae. Virgil feels that your discretions in Jamestown and Crownvale are worthy of a blood hunt for violating our first and foremost tradition. I have negotiated a brief respite, if you'll do away with a small headache that he justifiably has. All right. What's the job? I like a man who can fill in the gaps for me. Yes, Mr. Galenti speaks for me when he says that I have a job. I mean, to be fair, the occult activity we've discovered was highly underestimated. And I'm sure you dealt with it the best way you knew how. But, alas, Virgil is not known for being an understanding man, and if I go before him and discuss occult matters beyond our ken, he's very practically minded, and he'll will not understand that. No, he understands simple actions. A group of unrowdy anarchs needs your attention in a way that you know how to deliver very well. Very little discretion is required when dealing with anarchs, and... I believe you're well-suited to this job. All right, where are we headed? Sandyville. A short way outside the city. This will at least allow me to guarantee your safety within Rochelle's domain, though Virgil may demand a higher price at a later date. That is his right as the sheriff. All right. Hopefully we'll be able to resolve this in the same night. As you wish. Our agent will meet you at Sandyville this evening. There's an abandoned... Rest area that you'll find him at. I think I know the one. Sounds good. Later, loser. And I'm going to leave. A pleasure, Mr. Visions. I would actually want to express, on behalf of the entire Coterie, our appreciation for you brokering this deal. You're quite welcome, and it is wonderful to be appreciated that I appreciate you bringing a sense of level-headedness to this discussion. You reflect well upon the Hecata. Uh, I'm just gonna say it's it's been a rough few days. I'm doing my best out here. I second that. Thank you for your time. Keep your Coterie members in line and watch your back. Hey everyone, we're Monster Game Night. Thank you so much for joining us this evening. I'm Mike, your storyteller, and you have also been listening to Russell playing Gordon, Josh playing Clear Visions, Nick playing Jason, and Ben playing Tommaso. Tune in next session. We release an episode every other Monday. Also, follow us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or your favorite podcatcher. And donate to us on coffee. That's right. That's right. Donate to us on coffee. Thank you, sir. We'd love to hear from you on social media. You can find us on Twitter, Facebook, and Reddit at Monster Game Night. While you're around, please give us a rating, write a review, and tell your friends and family about the show if you enjoyed it. Because as you know, word of mouth is the best way for a small independent show like ours to grow. Hope you can join us for our next Monster Game Night. Can I eat this asshole yet? There's a. There's a <laughs> oh my god! You did that to yourself. <laughs> Keep it in. The answer is staying in. Keep it in. The answer is you can eat his yes. asshole later when he's done. <laughs> First of all, you need his permission to eat his asshole. <laughs> The answer is yes, and thank you for asking for consent. Not me. We don't get down like that. That was the yes and rule, so...